Take a shot first, come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor Olet and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greet a shot first. When a Wookiee, an eight foot tall Wookiee, wants to live on Endor with a bunch of two foot tall Ewoks. That does not make sense. But more important, you have to ask yourself, what does this have to do with this case? Nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, it has nothing to do with this case. It does not make sense. If Chewbacca lives on Endor, you must acquit. So that's called the Chewbacca defense. I don't know if you've ever actually heard of it or not. I mean, no. (laughs) Uh, Before you shared it to me a few days ago. (laughs) uh, Yeah, so... Straight up, it uh, it um, it premiered on South Park, you know, in one of the earlier seasons, and I just thought it was like a gag because that's all South Park usually is. Yes. Until you know a few days ago, where I actually read an article and only to realize that the Chewbacca defense is actually a legitimate, um, you know, legal device that they can use. So, like, before we actually get too far into it, Utaputa, everybody, hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we're here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything closely related to Star Wars, even if it's just, you know, South Park quotes or whatever. The Chewbacca defense. The Chewbacca defense. So, like, straight up, in a jury trial, a Chewbacca defense is a legal strat- strategy that in which a criminal defense lawyer tries to confuse the jury rather than refute the case of the prosecutor. It is an intentional distraction or obfuscation. Uh, I can't even say the damn name. <laughs> whatever the hell it is but regardless like who would have thought that like south park you know essentially just pulling on the strings of like chewbacca quote unquote living on endor would be like considered a name for a legal defense right yeah it does not make sense it does not make sense <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh you know so we're here to talk something pretty exciting today uh we're gonna talk uh the merits or rather the uh you know the topic of jedi versus sith i think yes. uh that's the simplest way of putting it uh we're gonna try and break it down on each side and see who kind of comes out on top i don't know if you'd want to call it a debate yeah i mean it's kind of like a debate ish debate ish i think it's like um you know there are there are many great you know debates out there you know peanut butter versus jelly that doesn't really make sense <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh all right never mind <laughs> point, the point i'm trying to make is uh you know who who do you actually think would come out on top in a fair fight with this kind of thing like who would indeed be more powerful right yes not even so much of good versus evil it's just who actually has the chance of winning out at, you know at the end of the day yeah but uh you know before we actually get into that i want to talk a little bit more you know kind of recent star wars news we just haven't talked about this yet but um they have a couple new books coming out man and, yeah, they do. Uh, we haven't talked books in a while, so why don't we get into that? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I guess uh, I'll list them off, and then we can kind of touch on each one a little bit. Sounds good. Okay. So, I think, and I believe this is the first one that's coming out, is Master and Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by Claudia Gray, who she did the Bloodline book, which I think a lot of people kind of hold up as the best book of the new canon. It, it is really good. It, it I it answered a question that I never really even thought about was the fact that like, as us as you know, as the audience of the star Wars movies, you already know that Darth Vader is 
uh, her father, mm-hmm. but the rest of the galaxy does not know that. Right. You know, and I, mean, all- I think even too many casual viewers, like they might not necessarily think about like because you kind of have to follow this pattern of like, OK, so in Empire, we learn that, you know, Vader is Luke's father. Mm-hmm. Then we have to wait like another, you know, two plus hours of movie time before Luke reveals that he is the brother to Leia. And then uh, Han has that look in his eyes at the end of the Battle of Endor where he's just remembering the kiss from the Battle of Hoth. Yes. And it's just like, oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> what does this even do? And she's like, it's okay. He's my brother. And it's like, well, I pulled you from the wrong side of the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> did I save you again? Yeah. It's like, how do they do things on it? Like, this is why Alderaan's destroyed, yeah. I'm sure. This is, yes. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, yeah, you're right. So, so like, they... They honestly, they don't discuss it whatsoever. Like, no one even, like, brings it up, you know, in, I guess, the Rebel Alliance or whatever. And it was a closely guarded secret for the most part, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's even some stuff, like, kind of in the old Legends continuity yeah. where, like, they kind of, you know, purposefully obfuscate the fact. There, I used it correctly. There you go. <laughs> um, you said it correctly, too. Uh, you know, in the immediate aftermath, like, where they didn't want people to know that, you know, that... Leo is the daughter of this evil mass murderer. That's also very true. I mean, I think even like in the Thrawn trilogy, they they briefly talk about it. Like it is actually like a main point of her story arc through the books that like she is the daughter of Vader, right? Yeah, you know, (laughs) Uh, you know, girl, the daughter of Vader, or whatever. However, the um, the the Nogri, the Nogri say it. But uh, either way, I mean. I, I expect good things from Claudia Gray. She's written a couple more that I can't think of right now, but, um, you know, it, it, it could be interesting to see exactly how they pull it out. And it's supposed to be set, you know, prior to Phantom Menace. So, right. Yeah. I know. don't think we actually mentioned that part. So it's about yeah. uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Yes, I should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but So, you know, so the master being Qui-Gon and the apprentice being Obi-Wan. Yes. Uh, have you seen the uh, the artwork for it? I think I showed it to you recently. Um, maybe was that? I mean, is that actually official now? I think it is official, at least for that. Like a couple of the other ones, just have like uh, you know pseudo artwork that's like in place of what's coming out. But uh, honestly, I mean, it, it looks like it's just like an image they pulled out of the movie and just kind of made it into like an art house piece, more or less. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah, otherwise, I, up now. Yeah, I was to say it looks nice, you know, and. Uh, I would be curious to see if they actually do dive in. Like, if they want to do any kind of justice to, you know, Clone Wars lore, mm-hmm. this would be perfect to bring up the story of Obi-Wan and Satine in their younger years. Yeah. You yeah. I mean? I mean, I th- yeah, I think that would that would definitely make a lot of sense. Yeah. And or, you know, like, I wonder if there's any chance that we could even, you know, so I, as I've said to you, Connor, like, I've been reading Plagueis recently and... <laughs> and um, and Qui-Gon appears in that. Oh, yeah, he I mean, he's kind of a very tertiary character. I think they just did it, like, because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> they also they have to bring up back the fact that, like, he was an apprentice to Dooku. Right, you know, exactly. Who's also in the book as well. Yeah, yeah which does have slightly more significance. But, yeah. I mean, but I wonder if, like, there could be almost like a... You see, you know, a few events of that storyline kind of unfold, perhaps, like, from Obi-Wan's perspective. That would be interesting, to yeah, say the least, more like, from Qui Gon's side of things. I just I, like it's it's like we said last time about it. Like it, all it took was like one little detail here or there, and I mean, when when we actually go about like doing a you know a review of this, we mm-hmm. should bring those topics up. But yes. because of those, it makes it non-canon anymore. It's considered legends, which 
irks me because like it is such a perfect story. Yeah. And it makes it just that much more like terrible that it's just not part of it anymore, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I'll be curious to see what else they bring into it. Um otherwise from another, you know, kind of prequel era uh novel which could also have some kind of foreshadowing from uh you know, Plagueis is uh the Queen Shadow. Yes. Which, uh, it's about Padme. Yes. You know, in her transition from being queen to being senator. Oh, is that what that is? That's yes. my bad. Okay, I didn't actually. I actually thought it was just her early days, but I yeah. didn't realize it was from queen to senator. That makes more sense because there's a whole gap there of yeah. like ten years where she yeah. changes it up. Yeah. So, and, and we get into the bizarre political structure of George Lucas's prequel films, where. Queens are elected, but senators have lifetime sentences. <laughs> That's true. I heard they tried to change the Constitution to keep you in longer or something like that. I think it's what Anakin said. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. <sighs> it was, it I, does not make sense. <laughs> it does not make sense. All right. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's another thing because like you said, there's, there is a, I think it's a 10-year gap between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones where, you know... You're just supposed to understand the fact that now she's a political figure rather than some kind of regal figure. And even at the same time, like, you know, how does that even work, uh, you know, when it comes to how good she's been as a queen? Like, you know, if, if everyone's been trying to, you know, reconstructure the, the Constitution or whatever for Naboo to actually keep her in, like, you know, maybe, she, you know, we want to see what else she did besides just, you know, form an alliance with the Gungans or whatever. <laughs> yes. So... But yeah. I, I don't know. It could be it could be cool cool to see. Yeah, to yeah, and that one's going to be written by E. K. Johnston, who did the Ahsoka novel that they've done. That's another one that's um, on my list to get. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I feel like I always say like, "Oh, it's a YA book," like, and it always sounds very derisive when I say it. Yeah. But, um, that's not really my intention, but like that was kind of like. I mean, it was a little bit of like a shorter read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I haven't actually personally read it, but I know people liked it and were like, "Oh, this is like a." very strong story about this character that is you know underrepresented i wonder if it's before her appearance in clones or after like um, the transition between that and rebel <laughs> that would be funny wouldn't it if, it would be like clearly this author has a theme yeah, basically yeah it's just like all the middle parts that no one knows about yes <clears throat> and then the, the the last book that I'll bring up um, is Alphabet Squadron. Yes, now, which is a stupid name, but it's a great <laughs> premise. I do I mean, like it. It brings together everything that I loved about like the Rebels in the original trilogy. Is just the name of their ships: A Wing, B Wing, X Wing, right. Y Wing. But shouldn't U. it just be called Arabesh Squadron? Arabesh. That would make more sense actually, because it's not the alphabet. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> All right, so now I see. What I you're told you it was a stupid name. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right, so yeah, Arabesh is the galactic alphabet, I guess you could say, like yes. the basic yeah, alphabet. Yeah, that's basic when they refer to basic in the movies or whatever. I did see a thing that, like, uh, if you zoomed in on uh, Vader's chess piece in the very first Star Wars, like he has dialogue written on, or like just symbols written on his uh, respirator or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And it's actually just, um, it's um, Yiddish. It's Yiddish, yeah. but like backwards, yeah, or something like that. So it, it's curious to see that, like, from there, it just descended into what we know as um, Arabash. Arabash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny though, because to that end, in the very first cut, when Obi Wan is like deactivating the uh, uh, the tractor beam, mm-hmm. there, like, on the control panel, there was actual plain English characters originally. Oh. 
But then in subsequent versions, so like if you watch it on DVD or Blu-ray now or whatever the case may be, it will show up in Arabesh. Okay, so that that's one of those things where it's like, all right, the special editions do a little bit of justice. Yes. That would actually be a good discussion for a pod one day is the, the merits of the special editions. What was good, what was bad. <laughs> what was b- very bad. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> all bad. All of it bad. Oh, my God. So, and pretty much all of A New Hope. Yeah. And like I feel like the like I don't know I I feel like I'm maybe forgetting something that I can't remember what exactly they changed in Empire. I mean, they showed a little more of the Wampa at the beginning. I remember that. Yeah. Um, they but showed. Like, I just feel like it was like more subtle changes. I do know what it was, and it was a good change though. It was in uh, the Cloud City. Okay. They made Cloud City more open because I, I think when they showed Cloud City in the original trilogy, like the original original. That I still have on VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all white walls and everything like that. It's all yeah. enclosed, but in the special editions, it's all see. glass, and you uh, can okay. see the you know you can actually yeah. see the cloud city and stuff like that. And there's more of the cloud cars going around and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, I can't think of anything else, honestly. Like you said, yeah, I don't know yeah, what else they would like, have done. I'm, I mean, I'll oh, have to... I know what they did. They made Tamora Morrison the voice of freaking Boba. Oh, Fett. that's true. Yeah, and it didn't do. They didn't do a good job with it. No. I, like he has a good voice for it, but it yeah. was just like he literally was just like reading cue cards, and it's yeah. like, come on, dude. Yeah, like yeah, even the Boba Fett that they had in the original one, like had a very good like gravelly voice. Yeah, it was fine. There was no issues with it. But, no, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, man. That's the that's the that's the theme of today. Theme it of does today does not make sense. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, Alphabet Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, it, um, you know, you've talked before about the X-Wing books. Yes. And, you know, their whole lineage and everything like that. And this could be what they're trying to do with the new canon mm-hmm. is that this is going to be like their version. Yeah. They might even do, I, you know, I'd be curious to see if they do some kind of like trilogy with this or even like, a you know, just a line of books about the said squadron. Yeah. I guess maybe they'll see how this one goes and just kind of go from there. But I do love the fact that it is just one of every ship, you know, and it, they're just they just made up this like, you know, ragtag team like that's always my go-to kind of book when it comes to that kind of stuff you know yeah so it'll be curious to see how they play off each other yeah no i agree i think it'll be you know i it's i this is definitely the one that i think i'm looking most forward to mm-hmm. um you know and i think it, well it's funny like listening to other podcasts about star wars or whatever like if they've touched on it or just seeing different things in my twitter feed or wherever yeah like everywhere i look people are like you know the x-wing's like series of books were like probably my favorite yeah of the old legends and it's like yeah i i mean like because they i think what's nice about them is that like it doesn't it's not super important no but it's exciting but it's exciting and like to me that's kind of fine and like there's a little bit more freedom you know it's like they were okay with like oh well we can you know we can kill off this you know team squad member or whatever and it's not like yeah. It's not a disaster like they <laughs> they had in Vector Prime. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There was no backlash, more or less. Yeah, no no death threats or things like that. <sighs> God dang. But I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd be curious to see what they go for it. And I have to get into the X-Wing series myself. I know you've talked highly of it, and you yeah. said more people have as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, but, just, you know. That makes me feel smart or something. I don't know. <laughs> you can like be a little these, sp- these big influencers are like, yeah, I love the X-Wing books. And it's I'm like, like, I love the X-Wing books. We should talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what the hell? Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, those are like the big three that uh, have been announced so far. And then the other announcement that they have with it is um, they're going to start a new or new slash continuation 
of uh, Marvel Comics. Mm -hmm. So there's three main sections that they're going for. They're going for the Age of the Republic, Mm -hmm. the Age of the Rebellion, and the Age of the Resistance. Right. So it's going to cover certain characters from each era of Star Wars, which I love. Yes. It's going to bring a lot more depth to, uh, you know, a lot of characters in, like, The Last Jedi, Mm -hmm. or... Force Awakens, Last Jedi, that yeah. whole thing, like bring out more Resistance of them. Resistance era, exactly. Yeah, like if you want to know more about that, you know, that kind of stuff. If you have questions about it, this is the perfect way of going about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and for a lot of us who just can't read too well, i.e., myself, you know, <laughs> this is perfect for like it's a picture book, so you can be like, I know that ship, or you know, yeah. that looks like that guy. You yeah, know? but no, absolutely. So, what I, I mean, hell? I think that'll be fun. Like, um, I, and I, it will be interesting to see. I mean, you know, they've kind of only. You know, they've done a lot. The, you know, the main Star Wars run on Marvel is like up to like issue 54, 55, somewhere in that range. I mean, yeah. they've run that for a while. Uh, I mean, they've done two Darth Vader arcs and like that's also into like the second series now is into like, you know, episode or issue number 20 something. That's also um, true. Yeah. You know, so like there's a lot of content that's set in the, you know, classical period which i love which like, is good yeah, yeah. It, it, we'll be curious to see how they pull off anything that's um well they have the age of republic so anything you know prequel era yeah and i mean they're gonna do i mean character wise it's it's a hodgepodge of people so they got you know for republic it's gonna be like a more darth maul yeah more qui-gon and obi-wan you know young anakin um probably palpatine too you know and then for rebellion wise you got uh, Darth Vader, you've got the original crew of Han, Luke, and Leia, and Chewie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also got Boba. Boba's yeah. coming back for his thing. Yeah. Which yeah, is I'm be one, cool. yeah. I'm wondering if there's going to, you know, like which other characters we might see a little bit more from. Like if, you know, we might even, like, I don't know, maybe I'm being overly hopeful since we've already talked about fighter pilots, but it's like, could we see a little more wedge, wedge or something yeah. like that? I don't know. He was like he was one of the reasons I got into the aftermath books the most because mm-hmm. like his character was like the first one you're introduced to and yeah. I was like all right this is gonna be a good story yeah but then he kind of doesn't really do anything <laughs> at all yeah <laughs> like, I, I, he literally just like is there I swear to God like reading that and like just his whole arc through it like I was like they better not do what I think they're gonna do yeah. to him and like it's like okay well it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be but they yeah, still just kind of not good yeah <laughs> like, it's like come on because yeah. even like I said you he has such a more prominent thing in the legends arc so it's like what the yeah. hell yeah exactly but um the biggest one I think is I think they're actually gonna do a comic of uh Snoke oh okay so you know everyone who's got questions about him is well, he Darth Plagueis is he Jar Jar Binks without the ears like yeah that that's going to be a big one. Well, I think. I th- yeah. I mean, I will say this. I think even as we move transition into our Jedi versus Sith conversation, like the more that I do learn about Snoke, the more I'm convinced that yes, they like. I mean, for the longest time, I've been of the mind that's like I don't care about Snoke. Like I don't want another Emperor Palpatine. I don't want mm. you know just a copycat of whatever, you know. But as we kind of do learn more about his backstory, um, you know that he is allegedly an extra galactic citizen something uh, at of, least from the out unknown regions anyway yeah it might have been uh someone who was up against the chiss yes for all we know yeah precisely and and like i'm just already thinking like there's all these like you know think piece articles that are always like uh, Lucas's greatest downfall in Star Wars was not utilizing Darth Maul better. What? <laughs> and now I feel like it's going to be Disney's greatest downfall with Star Wars was not utilizing Snoke better. It's true. I mean, 
just for the fact that like when he, when you first see him in um in Force Awakens, I was so convinced that I was like, oh, okay, he's just like a, an actual giant being. <laughs> like, you know, like you just see him sitting in this huge throne and you're like, oh, so the the first order for whatever reason just happens to be following, you know, a 20-foot like alien yeah and he's like a frost giant yeah or something like mix our metaphors you don't know what the hell it is and it's just like okay i mean like this story was just getting out of hand and then all of a sudden just flickers and you realize it's just a it's a hollow projection it's a hollow projection it's like oh okay that's kind of cool i guess (laughs) but then like they actually get into it and like he's wearing the gold robe you know he's like the hugh hefner of the extraterrestrials he's like uh, I mean, he like he was way more cocky in person than he was like over the whole hologram thing. Yeah. You know? But like, I'd be curious to see exactly what his whole deal is. And like I said, with him being from the unknown regions, there is a good chance that like he might have had a run in with the Chiss, maybe even yes. with Thrawn. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it's like that begs the question: Is that what Thrawn saw? Like he saw evil. Maybe yes. it was Snoke. Yeah. You know, maybe he gave him the gash down his face or something like yeah. that. Is there a whole, or is there like a whole race of people like Snoke? That is also true. I don't know, but I mean, regardless, it, it, this is a whole other thing to get into. But it, it, it's something to keep in mind and keep looking forward to, like when they actually start rolling this out. I think it's all going to start rolling out within the next year. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know. I, I did see something like that. So, well, let's yeah, keep, so yeah. it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see, and it'll be I'll be very curious if like what kind of nuggets we get that could be clues about Episode Nine or whatever the case may oh, be. Oh yeah. Um, you know, because again, as as I say, it's like we really, you know, they've only kind of gone into the like post Jedi storyline in the comics like twice and in kind of fairly limited capacity. Let me ask you this to kind of change the topic before we jump in. Um, what do you think is going to have more hype right now? A trailer for Episode Nine mm-hmm. or a trailer for Avengers Four? Well, I mean, I think it's well. Okay, so are we talking like? Globally, or are we talking like within nerd culture in like the Western world? Let's say the Western world, like you know, specifically just anything online. Like for me, I've seen a lot of people just being like, "We want that trailer, son." You know, yeah. like we got to have that thing come down. Yeah. But uh, you know, you don't hear a lot about Episode Nine, save for like set photos and everything like that. Yeah. I feel like. More in the lexicon of like your everyday person, they're gonna want to see more of Avengers than they were Star Wars, and well, I don't know if that has anything to do with like how last year I went down or anything like that. Yeah, but you know, I know that I'm gonna be just as pumped to see a trailer for Episode Nine as much as I am gonna be see one for you know Avengers Four. Yeah, so. no, I, well, and I agree with that. Well, and I guess maybe you know within the context of like I mean I could make an argument that within fandom, mm-hmm. like people who are like you know, comic enthusiasts who are sci-fi enthusiasts who are whatever, like I could see it being very close. Oh yeah. It's very similar levels of anticipation. Let's put it this way. Whoever, you know, whichever one wins out, Disney's still going to win. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're right at the core of it. So what the hell? Nah, it's, I mean, people are like, Oh, well, you know, our, our boycott is working, but I mean, never mind that like sequel, like, Direct sequels in a planned trilogy typically always perform the worst. That's like, always true. I, yeah. mean, I mean, the small. Do you know which movie has the smallest box office for any Star Wars movie? It's not Solo. I will tell you that. Is it Revenge of the Sith? No. Return of the Jedi. No. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> Attack. Attack of the Clones. No. 
There's only a couple left. God damn it. (laughs) It's Empire. Is it really? Yes. The best Star Wars movie has the lowest box office. Oh, my God. At least in my humble opinion. Oh, all right. Well, (laughs) no. So, like, that, all right. It's just people know that it's, like, the middle movie in a planned trilogy that's like, well, I'm going to see it. It's not like I'm not going to see it, but maybe I'm not going to go to theaters to see it. That's, I guess that's true. And I, well, I believe that, like, of the prequels, I do believe Attack was the lowest. That would make sense, yeah. yeah. It's like I said, they hype the hell out of it with the trailers and all that kind of stuff, but, yeah. you know, what the heck, so. Um, but, all right, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I was just a thought that I had, but regardless, why don't we jump into this? Let's uh, let's talk Jedi versus Sith, Rumble in the Force. That's, I don't know, that's why, <laughs> that's why I titled it Rumble in the Jungle of the Force, so. <laughs> the thriller in... The Thrilla in Corellia? Yeah. No. <laughs> Something like that. I was Thrilla in Manila doesn't really work. That's no. A, no. I was going for just a <laughs> something out there. Oh god. Alright. Um well either way. So anyone who uh comes up, you know, and talks about Jedi versus Sith, you know, it's it's an obvious, you know you know play on good versus evil right light versus dark you know anyone who thinks about that it's 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 obvious the jedi are the good and the sith are the bad Mm -hmm. but what makes them each you know powerful or what have you in their own right that's kind of how i'm going about it but let's start off with just some you know notable characters sure so jedi wise we got yoda you know you got mace windu you got obi-wan kenobi uh you've got luke obviously um Qui-Gon, and then the other ones I had written down were Plo Koon, uh, Kit Fisto, Kiyote Mundi. I actually don't have him written down. And then a couple legend ones that I brought up, like Old Republic ones, but, or, uh, well, just legend ones, really. Um, Mara Jade and uh, Jaina Solo. Yeah. So they're they're big names in their own right, you know, and we can talk about them later. But uh, Sith-wise, there's no shortage of just famous Sith, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think they're all pretty, like, if they're worth knowing, you know them. Oh, true. So, <laughs> like, uh, for example, Darth Vader, ever heard of him? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you got uh, Darth Sidious, who's Emperor Palpatine. Uh, Darth Plagueis, that was his master. Darth Maul. Um, Naga Sadal, he's Legends. Exar Kun, he's Legends. Uh Darth Revan, Darth Nihilus, and Darth Kytus, who is also Jason Solo. Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but the other one I didn't bring up, I actually added to the list, but I don't know if it counts or not. Mm. Kylo Ren. Yeah. So that's this is where we'll start off with this. Yes. So Kylo even said as much, you know, was stated as much by Snoke that he is a child of the light and the dark. Yes. So he he's kind of like the middle gray area or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, I think that is actually an interesting, I mean, again, not to like be like, oh, I, I, the Disney movies. I love the Disney movies or whatever. <laughs> but like, I, I think it's an, it's an interesting line to walk because like, I think we do see repeatedly that Kylo is not like, I do not believe he would qualify as a Sith. I don't think so either. I, I mean, I think, I mean. You know, there are certain components to his behavior maybe that are Sith-like that he's just kind of like, you know, I am personally invested. Like, it's all about me, mm-hmm. um, which is very Sith-like. Yeah. But he also does kind of have these, like, random moments of 
compassion or like torn emotion where he's like, I don't, I'm not strong enough to do this. Or, you know, I mean, that's something that we saw a lot in the force awakens. Like it's true. Him kind of, you know, praying to Vader's helmet. He wants, yeah. He wants him to show him the way to the dark side more or less. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big thing to actually bring up. So like when it comes to how these beings, you know, access the force or even use the force or have the force used through them, whatever, you know, kind of phrase you want to use it with it all depends really on emotion Mm -hmm. so like for the jedi you you're calm you know you're all collected you're you just no fear you know you uh you're confident you know and uh there's no passion only peace yeah and And basically they kind of work themselves to this meditative state so that the force can work through them exactly this kind of is a common refrain from jedi yeah there's like there's, there's is that they are instruments of the force instruments of the force the force uses flows through them and uses them it's not the jedi using the force right and that's where everything flip-flops for the sith yes is that the sith want to use the force they, for themselves yes, they command the force yes they are the servants. Force is their tool they're the servants of the dark side but they want the force for themselves so it's like like all right so to put it into perspective, and I'm not even trying to make fun of Kylo Ren here at any point, but like, imagine you know someone you know who was at school and he was just like, he was like the angriest kid you ever saw, you know, and like he just didn't have any kind of like, you know, he didn't have the the gumption to stand up for himself or anything like that. Like, that was perfect fodder for Sith mm-hmm. because they had fear, anger, hatred. Like anybody who was just had all this boiling up inside them, like. That stuff would just, oh, it would ooze out of you with the dark side. Yes. You know, and like we talked about this last time with Darth Bane. I actually, mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't put him on there. But um, so like with Darth Bane, like he, you know, he had gotten injured and like he needed to reserve himself. And the only way he could do that was through the anguish of others. Like he had to cause anguish to like fuel his fire and something like that. So like the force, as much as they're using it, they can use it to, you know, consume like you know consume themselves and save themselves from injury and heal themselves and stuff like that but that's that's a big thing to see like what's more powerful you know Mm -hmm. because for what it's worth like anger is a very powerful emotion well it is and it's probably and it's a it's probably an easier to conjure emotion than peace and serenity it's true um you know which like i mean it is kind of amusing to me in that regard that like you know so the 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 Jedi, and this is this was kind of a thing, like in the prequels, was like the Lost Twenty. Yes, yes. That there were only ever twenty Jedi who fell from the light. And I think Dooku was going to be the twenty-first, right? Something like that. Yeah, it's that's where I get a little confused. I, I was honestly even like reading this earlier. Yeah, um, but it was like the twenty, including Dooku. But then it's like, well, then were they the 19 before? Because that's kind of <laughs> like, Yeah, they never really, like, emphasize it. It's like, all right, get the board out. Yeah. <laughs> and are we still keeping count? Like, do we have to add Anakin and Ben and... <laughs> God, yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's like, all right, wait, go back to the Jedi and, Temple. And, like, all of the Inquisitors. Or... That, that, yeah. So, all right, yeah. <laughs> you just, you don't know what the hell's even happening anymore with the new yeah. canon, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's just it. I mean, that's, like, one of those things that, like, I don't know that it's that important in the first place no but, um, but, but yeah it's like okay how are we counting this now all right so i mean at the bear you know the what about that one stormtrooper who's a jedi 
Wait. We, well, not a Jedi, but like he's like force sensitive. Like, oh does he God. count? Well, no. All right. So you got, um, you know, we, we're talking Bane, right? Yes. You're talking the role of two. Like the biggest thing that they could bring Bane back for is specifically the role of two. Like, I don't know why they like, I don't understand how anything from the old Republic can not be considered canon anymore. Yeah. It happened thousands of years ago. Yeah. Like it's fine. Don't a long time that. ago yeah. in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Like, a longer, longer time ago. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know how that can like, you know, be not acceptable because the whole basis of, you know, uh, Palpatine and Vader's relationship is based on the rule, the rule of, two. of two. Yeah, the whole Jedi Grand Master plan or whatever is based on Bane's plan of mm-hmm. you know defeating the Jedi through secrecy and deception and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, so you bring in people here and there, and they said as much in the the Bane book I'm reading right now, Path of Destruction, that like you know when it comes to the rule of two, you could still bring in meager servants of the dark, right? So, you know, you have like spies and bounty hunters and whatnot, people who work for the Sith, but they're not full Sith. Right. Or, you know, something like that, that can, mm-hmm. I, I can understand. But then you have situations like Dooku, who was the, you know, apprentice of Palpatine at one point, and he had an apprentice, mm-hmm. you know, and then that apprentice had an apprentice, and that apprentice had an apprentice right there. Yes. So it, it's all <laughs> kinds of crazy. Yeah. But even like we were talking about the, the Plagueis book, we can come back to this later, but his master, Plagueis' master, had, had others. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, he had, like, other contingency plans, essentially. Yes. Yeah. He was a busy... Like, he, if he was a baby daddy, he'd have, you know, a, yeah. a, a, a ship in every port. That kind That's of That's precisely <laughs> it, yes. You know what yeah. I'm saying. So, like... Yeah, and not to mention, like, I mean, one of the things that we even see in that is, like, Plagueis kind of see, like, realizing the potential of Dooku. Right! Like, yeah, at that time, and like almost considering taking him on as an apprentice with Palpatine as his <sighs> other apprentice, it just you know it it it, it kind of deludes everything. And like at the time, Sidious is still apprentice to Plagueis, and he finds Maul. Yeah, and so he tells him as much like, oh, he's just an agent, you know, yeah. he's a an assassin. Sort yeah. Of him. yeah. So in that in that light, you know, he's not a full Sith Lord or anything like that. He's just mm-hmm. a, you know an acolyte or what have you. But so yeah, so then it's like okay, well, so then why does he be like what changes that he becomes an actual uh, you know <sighs> Sith Lord? And like that's the other thing with that is you know with the Sith they don't like you either like. I mean, as you said, it's like you either are a lord or you're basically nothing. Like basically, it's not, yeah. It's not the same kind of, um, you know, structure that we see within the Jedi ranks where it's like, you know, you're a, you're a youngling or an initiate. Yes. Then, like, you become a Padawan who, you know, you work directly with your master. And there's a thing that, like, they work with several masters. Like, there is one specific master to a Padawan. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, in the in the golden age of the Republic... You know, they still they worked with all several different masters, learning different you know different things and whatnot. Yeah. But um, could you even say something along the lines of like when the purge happened, specifically with like Ben and uh, Luke? Like, you know, they worked themselves out to be that like they were the rule of two in their own right. You know, a master and apprentice kind of deal. <laughs> even though it was a very short apprenticeship. Yeah. You know. I mean, you can make that argument, surely. I mean, and then you know, like basically Ben's just like, well, you know, okay. So if you're going to, uh, you know, if you're going to do this, then, 
here's another person you can go talk to. Right. You know, it's like, oh, okay, now I'm going to go meet Yoda and so on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's just it. I don't know. It, it's it's kind of hard to say how it all goes down. But, like, even the Sith, like, look down on the Jedi because for a time, like, they, they accepted anyone, you know, whatever age. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, the early days of the Jedi until, like, you know, up until the end of the original, you know, the, the Brotherhood of Darkness or what stuff yeah. like that. Like, they started to actually get the Jedi as infants. You know, yes. as soon as they were born and they showed any kind of, like, metachlorian count, so to speak. <laughs> you can't see me doing the, you know. <laughs> the air quotes. The air quotes. Um, you know, speaking metaphorically no <laughs> um you know but they they take them as infants because that way they're able to essentially mold them yes, into to, the perfect to kind jedi and wash them to be proper jedi that's messed up well it is i he, mean it, there's like i mean to me and um you know and, and like i think this is kind of a, a understated part and this is one area where i would say that i don't love like the legends books yeah because it's basically like as soon as luke like so in legends as soon as luke sets out to build the new jedi order he does he <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't take too it's not too long right no i mean he like he finds all of these adults mostly adults so right. they're not kids yeah and like he basically just says Oh, it's fine. Do whatever you want. Just make sure that you're a Jedi. Well, you also like, got to. They also got to feel the fact that they. I mean, there was relationships. Yeah, yeah. He Some allowed was, marriage and, and children yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So it, they allowed all these like emotions and everything, which the the Sith like influence. Like they encourage that. Not mm-hmm. so much like the relationship thing. I mean, it's all deception and lies yeah, and whatnot. But, but like, yeah, but you should just. Set, you should satisfy your your base needs basically yeah whatever it's like, you know whatever they may be jedis take a thing of celibacy you know like celibacy but you know in luke's thing he's like i don't care yeah you know i'm yeah. a young man i you know how do you think i you know yeah. long nights <laughs> have, of the moisture farm I, yeah i have raging hormones and, <laughs> and the most beautiful person i've ever seen is my sister <laughs> she's beautiful <laughs> Play it back. I was like riffling his freaking tunic. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so, all right, all right. Um, but what the hell? Um, it, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, it, based on everything that we, you know, we just kind of brought up, it, it is hard to say that. I told Eva like about. Um, you know, it's like, oh well, you know, the Jedi they they take you know they essentially just take babies. Yeah, and she's like. That's messed up. I was like, I mean, it kind yeah, of I is, guess yeah. it is. You know, like you don't even think about it to yeah. yourself, but it's like, oh yeah, that is really messed up. So it's yeah. like, who really says that? Like you know, but even like the Sith, as Luke would do later on, they'll take him at any time. Mm-hmm. Like Bane himself, he was like, he was a full grown adult. And yeah. he was like in his early twenties, and yeah. like he became a Sith Lord, like with like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, all right, you're you're strong in the Force. What the hell? And they encourage compassion and pay, you know all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, and they, I don't know. yeah, and like we see that with, um, you know, I mean, not to just continually harp on Plagueis, but it is kind of fresh <laughs> in my mind right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they like, I mean, well, so he, so Plagueis finds Palpatine when he's like college aged. Yes, basically, like he's at university. Oh yes, and uh, you know, and so like obviously that's not a child. And then, you know, um, we, we see other instances of characters, uh, you know, who, I mean, obviously Dooku was much older whenever he became a Sith. 
Yeah. Um, you know, he was already... Uh, he, he was collecting, like, Social Security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's just like, you know, I'm cool, man. I just need a side job. I want to keep busy in my old age. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Um. All right. So, yeah, it, it's hard to say at that point, you know, because... It, it, sometimes it could have benefits other times it's it's specifically yeah. just how it's done well i guess that's kind of the point what i ultimately wanted to bring it around to is that you know we do kind of see like with uh you know with luke in the disney canon mm. trying to reform the jedi order and not necessarily using babies yes that it maybe didn't work out super great that's you know? also like true, basically yeah. by by the time he was properly training ben and ben was already a teenager Ben Solo, this is. Yes. Uh, I feel like we, because I did use like Ben to refer oh, yeah. to Ben Kenobi. Wonder if he's talking well, about old Ben. ben. See, I was doing the same, so don't feel bad. I was saying Ben and Luke. Ben yeah. and Luke. So. And I try not to do that, but I it's know. all right. Um, yeah, but it's like, you know, you wonder if maybe that's what kind of, you know, Ben probably kind of grew up in this very uh, privileged life, you know, with his mother, an influential politician, and, uh, you know, his dad was a hero of the rebellion. Exactly. And you know, probably had whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. And then, yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, well you're force sensitive. Do you want to go live on this like remote planet with your uncle Luke and some other strangers? And it's like, tell your mama said hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of weird. I yeah. don't know. But I don't know. It, it, it's true. Like what, that's another thing. Like I said, like when you hear about Ben and yeah, Ben Solo, when you hear about him in, like, the other books, specifically Bloodline, like, you know, he's with he's with Luke, but we don't know when exactly that transition was. We right. don't know if they waited until he was, like, 10 years old or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. did he get a Hogwarts letter and be like, all right, you're coming to, <laughs> you're yeah. coming to the Jedi Temple? Like, yeah. we don't know. So it, it, it's, it's curious to see how it goes down, you know. But him still having his parents and knowing who his parents is, are, they, they might have that might have like, you know, influenced his downfall even more, but yeah. Yeah. Definitely know, regardless. So. so let's, let's talk powers. Uh, you know, we've sure. been talking a lot about this. So for the Jedi, it's pretty straightforward. Like with the, with their powers, uh, you know, they have telepathy. They're able to, uh, you know, levitate things, you know, it's not just picking up rocks as, right. uh, uh, Ray would say, you know, um, and besides that, they've got force push just to, you know, push down some, uh, uh, battle droids here and there. They've got something to augment their speed, so like force speed. Um, they also have force suggestion to a certain degree, right? Uh, you know, uh, which is a little bit of a problematic like power when you kind of get into it, thinking about like, well, it would be so easy to manipulate. That's just it, you know, or abuse that power. Yeah, credits will do fine. No, they won't. <laughs> you know, like it, it's um, it is it's crazy because for. The Sith, they have the same thing, but, like, they can use it as mind manipulation. So rather than, like, suggesting to someone, like, you know, the book is red. Like, no, the book is blue. And then you wave your hand. The book is red. Oh, yeah, the book's red. You know, it's something as simple as that. Like, this one you can actually take control of people. Like, there have been instances where even Luke's dived into it, like, in Legends, where he'll jump into the mind of a fighter or something like that, you know, a TIE fighter or something like that and cause Mm. him to crash. He's like, I don't think I should do that too much. Like, yeah, that's considered very dark. Yes. And there's other, like there's other situations. I think they even did it in rebels. There was a thing where Ezra was like, uh, he took down a Walker by like controlling the guy's head and like shooting the troopers and whatnot. And like caused them to walk off the side. And it's like, Oh man, it's like when did Kanan ta- like teach you that? And he's like, he didn't. And you know, you learn later on. He learned it from Holocron or whatever. But yeah, so I mean, stuff like that. And then 
um, there's astral projection. Yes. Um, which is obviously very big now. <laughs> yes. Uh, a, because a of major uh, point of contention from the last Jedi. Exactly. Yeah. And for what it's worth, we were talking about this before we actually got the mics going. Like, it is a thing that they did in Legends. Yeah. So it's it's believable that they brought it back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, I mean, I think we like we were talking about it. We're pretty certain that like Luke actually does it at one point. Like within the legends continuity mm-hmm. like Luke himself, but it was, you know, but it was a well-established power by other Jedi at the um, time. Or at whatever. The to- yeah. But uh, it's, al- it's also like, you know, it shows you just how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's not something a Padawan would be able to do on day one. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, that is, you know, to kind of redeem the, the legacy canon for a moment. Like yeah. that is one thing that we definitely see a lot more of is just how powerful Luke actually is. Yeah. It, it um, really like, it, it just proved out that like, Cause honestly, I just you know you you first see it before you realize he's projection. Like he does the whole wipe thing off his shoulder and everything like that. You're like, uh-huh. he just used a freaking force shield because like that's just so badass. That's how badass he is. <laughs> yeah. And only to realize like, oh, he just wasn't there. He the wasn't whole time. actually there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows, man? Like it, it's 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 curious to see that like, you know, they kind of brought that right out of the book and like just put it onto the image really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, otherwise, you know, when you talk Sith powers, besides the mind manipulation and the force suggestion, two biggest ones, obviously, uh, force choke, yes. uh, you know, you could choke someone from essentially across the galaxy if you wanted to, Yeah. you know, there's an instance where, uh, you know, they, you know, you could be on a hollow projection with somebody and you could choke them through the hollow projection mm-hmm. or, uh, even force lightning, which is so powerful that like it starts its actual like thunderstorms and stuff like that around the user. Yes. But uh, it, it, it you know there's there's way more to the dark side than there is the light side when it comes to these kind of powers because dark side also deals with a lot of alchemy. Yes. Like especially some of the older Sith lords like mm-hmm. Darth Nihilus and stuff like that. Like yeah. their big thing, like I said, was immortality and like they wanted to study the ways of the dark side and like supposedly become immortal in their own right yes and i think i can't remember the name of the the actual first emperor um i don't know if you know it off the top of your head but the one from the old republic game yeah yeah i know which one you're talking about (laughs) the one that literally like destroyed his home planet nathema to to gain that immortality like it it wasn't so much a thought bomb that he used which is a thing that the dark side which is also a dark dark side power yeah but it's like he was able to have like some kind of mental connection with not only all of his followers but like all the living things on, on Earth. the entire yeah, yeah on the so entire planet yeah, fl- so. like flora and fauna considered like you know everything was tied to him mm-hmm. and he was able to just whoosh, and just suck it up for himself bro yeah like oh god yeah. it's so hardcore yeah and then i actually i had just read uh, like the revan book yes the um, old republic one yeah yeah. Yeah. And like they describe in that where it's like when he does speak, it's like you hear like all of the voices that he all has of, consumed. It's so creepy. It's really creepy. Yeah. Oh. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I, I, like I said, I, that's where I learned more about Revan myself from there. I never got yes. to play the game. So yeah. I wanted to learn more about him, but yeah. like Revan's a cool be, character. Yeah. And a very nuanced character. We should, I mean, we'll do something on him at some point. Oh, for sure. Like, although I feel like, I will say, like, the ending to that story, as much as I, like, kind of hate it because it's, like, a disappointment. It is, yeah. And it's a bummer. But, like, I feel like that the ending to that story is, like, the perfect summation of, like, the difference between Sith and Jedi. That's also true. Like, basically, um, 
I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to like inherently spoil it, but it's basically like, you know, at, towards the end, a Jedi makes a selfless sacrifice. Yes. Whether planned or otherwise. To keep things from happening. Yes. And, and it, meanwhile, a Sith makes a sacrifice, a self fulfilling sacrifice. Yes. In order to fulfill the same promise. Yes. Yes. And, was that is his name Scourge? Scourge, yeah. Yeah, that's Scourge. right. Because I think even Revan makes fun of him for it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what kind of name is Scourge, yeah. bro? Yeah. <laughs> Scourge has literally held Revan in, in a prison for like three years yeah. and has never told him his name. Oh and then the God. first time Revan hears it, he's just like, That's why you didn't tell me your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. And like Scourge for for to his credit, just is like, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's not a good name. <laughs> 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 All right. So yeah, I mean there, there's a lot to be explored with like Jedi and Sith and their own powers and stuff like that. And one last power I can bring up is uh, just a legacy power or legends power is Shatterpoint. Yeah. Well, th- I was actually going to bring that up because that reminds me of like the old like the Kotor games. Yeah. Like, that's it's like a thing that's present in that. Okay. So I mean, explain it a little bit because like I said, I I only know a barest bit of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I can truly kind of explain it, but basically it is. Like, it's kind of the Jedi answer to some of that alchemy. Mm-hmm. That kind of like, re- like it basically it, you find the weak spot in the Force, basically, and you're yes. able to exploit it in order to you know crack a person's defenses or you know make them weak or like put them in a power a position where they can no longer like snuff them out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take so them I, down a peg. I did tell you that I watched the there's a series on YouTube called death battle and it's a death battle between Luke, Sky- Luke Skywalker and uh, Harry Potter, the chosen ones, right? Yes. That was the whole shtick of it. <laughs> and Luke won like won the bout because of Shatterpoint, And he was able to use the Shatterpoint cause they saw the weakness in the scar on Harry's head, exploited it and caused it to like crack open. And that's, you know, the rest was history after that. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. So I I don't know. I'd be curious to see like how that even works, or if someone will try and do that later. Like for example, like Ray, if she ever discovers that, like she could use that on uh, Kylo with his yeah. scar. I imagine like Probably that's an so, opening. Yeah. yeah, you know that's because that's how I understand it. Is like yeah, if you have a cut on kind your of thumb, like a physical yeah, you know, just a way to work into the body more or less. Yeah. Um, all right, so I mean, other things about the you know we we talked a little bit of lore and history. We can keep talking more about that. Let's just kind of well, let's let's finish it up with just some ships, okay? Yes. So uh, for the Jedi, it's straightforward, um, especially from like Attack of the Clones into the Last Jedi. Like they have basically just the one style of ship. It's called the Jedi Starfighter, or mm-hmm. more specifically, the Delta Seven class Jedi Starfighter. Yes. And uh, I mean specifically for that time of uh, you know. Uh, of fighting for them and like old Republic wise, they had vendor to class star destroyers and cruisers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Troop carriers, you know, nothing too spectacular. You know, it wasn't right. a rebellion. They actually had like a legitimate military force yeah. or Navy rather. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whereas like the Sith, they actually get their own, you know, they get their own like kit and caboodle behind it. So like, um, uh, we've been talking a lot of Plagueis today, so I'm just going to keep going with it. Uh, his master, Plagueis' yeah. master. Rudus uh, Gnome. Rudus Gnome, or is uh, Darth Tenebris. Tenebris yeah. uh, he actually was a ship designer, and he actually designed the ship that is famous for being piloted by Maul, which is the Infiltrator. Okay. 
And that actually is one of the first instances you see in Jedi lore, or like Star Wars lore, of the cloaking device. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, beyond that, you know, it's just a very sleek and stylish ship. Rudus Gnome himself was known for making some of the best ships in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that he would keep this kind of technology to himself. Yes. You know, uh, for his nefarious deeds, if you will. Um, otherwise, you know, you got like the TIE Silencer. Which uh, I have to say is basically the only good new ship that they've introduced in like the disney era i'll give it that like you take the the tie advance that they had like the x1 from uh for darth vader yes and just extend the wings like you would for a a tie interceptor Mm -hmm. flatten it it just makes it look that much cooler like it is it is pretty legit that was yeah i mean playing star wars battlefront 2 which is a (laughs) bit of a a sore spot perhaps for a lot of people oh yeah i mean Um, i I still play it so yeah i have i have not played it in a while but i played it for the longest time the the ship fight like star to star star fighting is it's legit and that was genuinely always like the ship that i wanted to get into you know it was amazing like i always wanted to get into uh the slave one Mm. and every time i get into it, it's like all right this is great and you realize how slow of a bucket it is it's yeah it's obnoxiously slow and then uh the only redeeming part is you could use the seismic charge yeah oh it's the best thing ever because everything yeah. goes silent and you just hear that loud like <laughs> d chord <laughs> oh it's the best um yeah otherwise uh the sith are known for uh having uh a lot of um super weapons so <laughs> it, it may come as a surprise to a lot of people that the death star was not the first super weapon to actually come into star wars history no so like for for example like darth revan and darth malik were responsible for finding I think it was the the mass shadow generator or the star forge. Well, so they used the mass shadow generator during the Mandalorian war. Right. And that's, there's a whole thing about like whatever planet they used it on. The only survivor on the entire planet was actually Darth Nihilus. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, uh, for the star forge, that was like the big thing. I think that, um, Malik was going to use against Revan. Yes. So yes. that was like your whole goal of the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, I mean, not to like try to recap that whole story and like, I don't even know that I'm going to do it correctly, but so basically Revan and Malik, like Revan is the leader. Malik is his disciple. Yes. They are Jedi. Yes. And the Mandalorians decide that they want to attack the Republic. They want to try to overthrow the Republic. Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh. Bleep it out. Sorry, gang. They're just like, so, they go, F it. Let's do it. Yeah. You know. So so they're fighting this war and like, I mean, they're winning, but the cost is kind of too high, basically. Right. Um, so they kind of go to an extreme level and they use what's called the mass shadow generator. Yes. Which basically, you know, destroys the gravity on an entire planet, as I understand it. It, it yeah it, it it's responsible for destroying Mandalore I believe right like or at least like cracking the surface of it yeah because like when you see it in Rebels and uh, clones mm-hmm. like there's a portion of the planet itself that's just it's like, floating into space yeah yeah and exactly. everyone that lives on there has to live in these like bubble cities yes so that makes sense yeah, yeah. The, the whole gravity would be like messed up for yeah but so like basically they do that and it cut like and the Mandalorians basically decide to concede. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, along with that, Revan kills the Mandalore of the time and steals his mask so that it can't be found. Yeah. There's no more, you like, there's no more uh, Mandalore, the so-and-so anymore. Yes. Like they, the I, leader of the Mandalore people. They always have to have a title. Yes. So, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. But so then he, uh, 
but so as he's doing that, as he's coming back to Coruscant, basically, he's like in like intercepted by Sith agents. Yes. Who take him to the Sith Emperor, who brainwashes him and Malak. And it's like so then they come back to the Republic as bad guys. And rain destruction. Yes. Yeah. It's gnarly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I forget what we were talking about with that. Oh, well, we were talking about the mass shadow generator. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So then, um, eventually like the Jedi are able to recapture Revan mm-hmm. and brainwash him, turn him back to the light, but he doesn't well, realize it. Yeah. And he doesn't have to be on the light. either. Yeah. It all depends on how you feel. Game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, a fruit, that's where the game actually starts. <laughs> yes. It's a, you just get brainwashed then back into the light or yeah. supposedly the light. Yes. But so then, um, Malik is on the hunt because he's still a Sith. Yes. And he is looking for this thing called uh, the Star Forge, which is designed to like crush stars and ruin whole star systems. God dang. So, yeah, like. <laughs> Sorry, that was probably too long of an explanation. No, no, no. Hey, like, you got your point across. That's all that matters. Yeah. But all I'm trying to get at is like that, you know, the, the Death Star was not the first one to destroy a planet or at least snuff out some kind of system. You know right. what I mean? Like, this kind of stuff has been around for, ge- like, generations in yeah. Star Wars history. Yeah. And most of the time, it's been the Sith that's been responsible for it. Or yeah. at least some kind of Imperial, you know, incarnation. Whether it be the actual, like, Galactic Empire or the Sith Empire. You know, like, they've always had some way of, you know, keeping what part of the galaxy they dominate under their galactic thumb, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the Jedi, they don't have anything to rival that except just their wits and, you know, T-65 X-Wing. That's about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, I feel like we covered a lot of it. And, uh, you know, there's there's also uh, one last thing. Just uh, there are uh, stealth fighters Oh, yeah. That are announced in the uh, the, the legends that um, yeah. we, we always talk about, but we never remember what the heck they're called. Yeah. Like, I want to say they, like, you know, so as Connor just mentioned, it's like, you know, when Luke blew up the Death Star, he was flying a T-65 X-Wing. Yes. And now, like, if you're really that, like, wonky and into it, like, Poe's X-Wing is a T-70. Yeah, it's the updated version. Yeah. But, um, like, in the legends continuity, they actually go kind of with a different naming structure, or at least they like kind of call them at least this range of Jedi or of like of Jedi starfighter or Jedi X wings differently. And I believe it's like X seven or X nine or something like that. Some along the lines that evolves that it's a stealth fighter. Yes. You know, so it's the, it's no, I was going to say B wing. That's wrong. Like the, 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 the B2 bomber, like a B2 bomber. Yeah. yeah sure. It, it has that kind of yeah. thing, idea, except it's not, but it's m- almost more like a, what was like the one seventeen? Yes. The F one seventeen. Yeah. yeah. The very, like one of the first majorly produced, uh, stealth bombers that were out there. Yeah. It's a, it's a two man fighter almost yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's not like as big as a B2 necessarily. No, yeah, I can't carry as much. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, like, there's, there's there's a lot of fight on either side, and, you know, you just kind of have to pace yourself when it comes to that kind of stuff. But, you know, at that point, you know, you just got to see what, what works out at the end of the day. And plus, when it comes to these ships, especially the starfighters themselves, um, it, all de- it all depends on the pilot. Yes. You know, and especially, like, what we've seen in the Clone Wars, like, it, they're... Um, there's a Jedi Starfighter game and all of your like external weapons besides 
you know, your lasers are all force powers. So, yes. you know, you can disrupt the, you know, the, the, the power of the other ships or whatever, or something like that, or mm-hmm. just how you maneuver and all this kind of stuff, slow down time, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah, and they basically use that same premise, I will say, like, in the New Jedi Order books when they're talking about the stealth Jedi yeah, X-Wing. It, you let the, you know, you let the Force guide your emotions, and yeah. honestly, that's how, that's how Luke, you know, friggin' wins the day, is yeah. he lets the, he lets the Force do its thing. Yes. You know, they turned off your target computer, what's up? It's like, nothing, I had something in my eye. I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> this stuff uses the Force, it's cool. There's, so, there's an old man talking in my brain right now it's like who thought it was a good idea to give him a lead of a squad <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man so i think that was a you know pretty open discussion I, yes. it wasn't so much of a debate but it yeah. was still like yeah it's more discussion and, and like and i feel like even in terms of like history and lore like i feel like i this almost makes me want to actually do like a presentation on like the his like the complete history of everything jedi what up with that yeah <laughs> i mean yeah an oral like, history like swear to god like there's way more to it than we even touched on today like just the pre-history of they weren't even called the jedi they were called the jedi right yeah. like it, yeah. it's a weird pronunciation yeah. but it's not as it's spelled today j-e-d-i it's like jedi like it, it's a it's like a jedi is a bastardization of what it is now right but, it, you know, it started off with, like, the very first, like, lightsabers and stuff like that. Like, they weren't even pure lightsabers. They were just, like, heated up, like, vibroblades or something like that. Or the one of the first lightsabers you would see, it was essentially, like, a, you know, a sword with a cord in it. And you had to wear a battery pack and yes. stuff like that, yeah. you know? Like, there was yeah. no core to it. And we didn't even touch on the lightsabers, but we can we can cover yeah. that for another time. Like, with the colors and whatnot and what, they're all, what they all establish and all that kind of stuff. Yes. But um, so it's when you, with you saying that though, it reminds me. Are you familiar with like what George Lucas originally wanted to call like the light in the dark? No, the Ashla and the Bogan. Really? Yes. <sighs> All right. So, is there a little bit of history behind that, or is it just he just figured that that you know you can get better toy sales with something as easy as the light in the dark? I think the, like the Bogan sounds familiar. The Ashla and the Bogan sound familiar. Well, I believe like, or did they use that in the old comics? Well, well, I'm not sure if they do that in like the original, like in the you know 1970s comics or whatever. But I know like eventually they were kind of introduced like in certain stories or like kind of like you know in other like historical versions okay. of events. Uh, but it was just like, yeah, that that was apparently. You know, like if you actually go back through and read some of like the original drafts of like the original Star Wars, it's like there's no way like we would not be here doing this if they had gone forward with some of these things. The only thing I would just say, you know, that would make the the most sense to me is probably when Luke would or no, not Luke, when Leia would end up with Chewbacca because it does not make sense. And on that bombshell, <laughs> it is time to go. <laughs> yeah, it is time to go. But you know what? As always, I had a great time. Did you have a good time, Andrew? I thought it was a boring conversation anyway. I bet you did. <laughs>